One of the one of the key things about the, this campaign has really been it's it, it's been an incredible uh, exercise in patience, and possibly for, for no one uh, more so actually than than one of the people who's going to be speaking next, which is Dave Chapman, who's been involved with this from the beginning and has really uh, held the held the the torch for uh, this site being brought into community ownership on many times when it looked like it just really wasn't going to happen. So we've asked Dave Chapman and, and Ed Vidler from the Development Trust, who've both been very, very actively involved with this all the way through, to come and give a kind of uh, a potted history of the story so far. What's the story of this project? How did we get to where we are today? So, gentlemen? This journey starts, though, in 2007 with the closure of the site and a, and a chance meeting that, and I don't know that Nigel Toppins here, it's a name that should be mentioned, but Nigel met somebody, he said, what are you going to do about the Dairy Crest site? And Nigel shrugged his shoulders. Um, I had no idea, I suspect probably through Robert Vinn, he managed to contact me, and as a consequence of that, we went to see the then Head of Property Services at Southampton District Council who has also long gone. Um, interestingly, coming out of that meeting in July 2007, we were very clear that actually there was only one option, and that was really to gain the site into community ownership, because anything that we might do in terms of lobbying about the sort of development that would take place there, how it might take place, we're all going to be secondary, as it were, and we may never get what we wanted, which was radically low-carbon business development in the town, a place to live, work and play. Um, and really, since sort of 2007, we've just been grinding away at it. And actually, these journeys take an incredibly long period of time. So what's quite amazing is I don't think, I can't remember how many we've done in terms of public meetings. This is certainly the third or fourth time that I've stood in this sort of position. But actually, it's the first time that I've seen this place full, actually. So either, either we're now getting something right, or the time is now right. And actually, I feel it in my water that the time is right. <laughs> there are so many things going on nationally now that seem to stack this one up, that it's got to be the right time. Anyway, for the rest of the journey, Ed. Thanks very much, Dave. Uh... He's done all the interesting bits, of course, and I'm just left with the, uh, the back end of it. But it is an interesting story for those of you who, who haven't uh, read it. And uh, Basically, uh, I'm not going to give you the complete chronology, because uh, for those of you who are interested, you can go on the website and, uh, and look, at, look at it and read it all for yourself. However, what I do want to do is just pick out one or two, uh, one or two key points. Uh, I've got a quick sheet here. Uh, I think April 2008 was a key, uh, a key time because basically nothing happens without money. I mean, we all like to think it does, but it doesn't. And they managed to secure £10,000 uh, then to actually start some of the initial, initial work. And, and that was great news because up until that point there was nothing in the kitty at all. And that really, I guess, sort of kicked it off because up until then, it's just been a lot of huffing and puffing with no money to do actually do anything. 
And that led to, and I won't mention all the public meetings that, that Dave said, but certainly we had three or four at the time. But it, early in April 2009, we had a meeting with uh, Daily Press, and uh, that was the planning manager, and I have to say that was, that was very positive. Uh, we came away from that quite sort of heartened. However, as always happens in large organisations, he either left or was fired, and that was an end of the positivity that came out of it. So I'm afraid after that it was, uh, it's all been downhill for the next couple of years. Uh, I think the next key date was October 2010, and I'm deliberately giving you the dates because I think this emphasises just how long this whole process has been going on. And as a result of uh, an application we made then, we secured uh, something over £60,000 to actually really kickstart the project. And that meant that we could get on and do some of the design work that Andrew's going to talk to you about later. It meant that we could do some of the environmental work. Uh, it meant all sorts of things, because 60000 was a decent sum of money. And that, that meant that Dairy Crest had to start taking us seriously. Because once we could actually put designs to them, it, it was clear that we actually had something to offer. Uh, what next? Well, I'm conscious of the time that Rob has allocated, which is not huge. Uh, December 2010, I think that was, a, that was a key date, because that was the first time that we had a, a business plan to try and confirm the economic viability of the site. Now, Clearly, the consultations about what should actually go on the site haven't taken place and they will have to do so. However, we had to have something on paper initially to confirm that we could repay all the loans because whatever price this ends up costing, money's going to have to be borrowed, which means it's all going to have to be uh, repaid. So the plan had to stack up, but we had sufficient money to employ somebody to actually help us to develop that business plan and prove that it could be an economic sum. So that was the good news. Uh, the next one, well this is sort of good and bad. Uh, we met with uh, Dairy Crest in March 2011, which was probably the next significant uh, date. And I have to say that was one of the most negative meetings that I've ever attended. Uh, the, the person who was there was not interested in basically the case that we had to put forward to him. He made it quite plain that they were going to pursue maximising the value for the site and basically they weren't particularly interested in the community or anything they had to say. I don't think that's an exaggeration, is it? No? I just didn't want to check, because, but that was certainly my view of it. I thought it was a, it was a, a dreadful meeting. We came away from that quite depressed. However, uh, we then took the ball by the horns and decided, well, we, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't put up with this. So we looked around to start rebuilding the, the team, uh, getting the MT involved, seeing how we could actually present a much tougher case to Dairy Crest. Because one of the things that they highlighted to us was you needed somebody to develop this. I mean, T, 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 and T, D, T are significant organisations, but in terms of the size of this project, they have never handled anything like it before, and therefore we needed to start talking to a developer, somebody who could seriously deliver the sort of 
plans that we were putting on paper. So we spent quite a few months actually, uh, actually doing that. And then finally, uh, and this was the most positive thing of all, in February this, this year, we managed to get Sarah Wollaston to, to go and sit in front of, uh, of Dairy Crest and really sort of stress the importance of the community here and how nothing was actually going to happen without community involvement. Well, this seemed to come at exactly the right time because uh, Dairy Crest had done a lot of trawling around and found basically that there wasn't going to be a pot of gold for them out of, out of this site, much to their annoyance, because initially they were certainly expecting to pick up a few millions for it, but they were suddenly finding that nobody was, was really interested in it. So from that point of view, uh, she was kicking at a slightly open door. Uh, she also got a somewhat interesting commitment uh, uh, from them, and they said, and I quote, we wish to leave a legacy in Totnes. Now, <laughs> we know what sort of legacy they've left so far, but we have to take that as a very, uh, as a very positive statement. And I think at, at that point it was decided that we really need to, to harness our resources, launch this uh, campaign, which Roth has done so success successfully, um, and that's why you're all here this evening, because this is hopefully the start of something quite substantial. Thanks very much indeed.